You're listening to the Joe Mays and Jay Raff Show, giving you weekly sports analysis, opinions, and discussion. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Jay Raff. Well, hello, and welcome to not the Joe Mays and Jay Raff Show, but um, something a little bit different here that we're going to try out. We, we did this in December, talking uh, a little Star Wars action, and uh, that's where we're going to go again this evening uh, with something that I'm now calling Tangents with Friends, presented by the Joe Mays and JRF Show. So obviously, we're not talking sports, which is the main uh, items on the docket during the Joe Mays and JRF Show. And other than not talking about sports, you also notice it's not Justin Raffoff sitting next to me. For those of you watching on Ustream, you'll see that we've got the one, the only, Mr. Brent Berenshausen. Thank you for having me, Joseph. Well, thank you for being here, Brent. And while we're the only two here in the studio at the moment, we actually are also joined by a third host this evening. He was also on the show in December where we talked about The Force Awakens. It is Brent's brother, live from North Carolina, Mr. Brian Berenshausen. Hey, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the sports opinions analysis and discussion. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Uh, so let's talk <laughs> a little baseball here. Um, so the Phillies, you know, hey, they're looking pretty good. Well, okay, that might be stretching it a little bit. Yes. Well, you know, <laughs> yeah. the season is young, Joseph. It, that is, is true. That is true. So... Um, so this is kind of like almost a quasi-premiere episode for this uh, new attempt or new take on a show. Uh, it's not going to be on any set schedule. I don't even know what the topics will be each time. I don't know who will be joining me in the studio. If we do a handful of these years, that'd be awesome. But all of us, including Justin, obviously have other interests outside of the world of sports that we normally cover on the Joe Mays and J-Rap show. And Star Wars is a big one in our entire group of friends. And uh, Brian and Brent, myself included, and uh, we'd love to have uh, Greg here, Jason, Pat, and I'm sure all of them will come on the show in the future uh, just to talk things outside of sports. And uh, this evening, with this kind of uh, inaugural show following uh, maybe the test run in December about The Force Awakens, we're going to talk a little bit of... The new Ghostbusters coming out this summer kind of dissect the trailer and give our thoughts and opinions on that upcoming film, as well as uh, the new Star Wars kind of like a spin-off film, uh, a prelude to A New Hope called Rogue One, which is coming out in December. Now, that trailer dropped just over a week ago and is... The topic of discussion among uh, Star Wars fan sites and fellow podcasts, and we wanted to give our take on that as well. So, Ghostbusters and Star Wars on this first episode of what I'm calling Tangents with Friends. And um, we're going to dive right in. So, let's start with Ghostbusters. All right. The trailer that came out, um, I think it was the beginning of March. So, it's been out a good four or five weeks now. Mm-hmm. And let's give a listen. And for those of you watching on, on Ustream, you can also watch it along with us. Here we go. Ghostbusters. 
I do like the piano thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that then. Firehouse looks cool, but one of the mm -hmm. my beefs. Mm-hmm. It's a class for apparition. That's okay. She seems peaceful. My name is Erin Gilbert, Doctor of Particle Physics. <laughs> That stuff went everywhere, by the way, in every crack. Very hard to wash off. We have dedicated our whole lives to studying the paranormal. Now there's sightings all over the city. There are people out there that need our help. Holtzman, you're a brilliant engineer. Erin, no one's better at quantum physics than you. We can provide a real service. I'm joining the club. You guys are really smart about this science stuff, but I know New York. And I can borrow a car from my uncle. <laughs> uh, you didn't disclose that the vehicle was going to be a hearse. It's a Cadillac! Let's go. Let's go. Oh, oh. did you want to? Sorry. sorry, I'll let you. I'll let you. Next time. Okay. Someone is creating a device that amplifies paranormal activity. And we might be the only ones who can stop it. Holtzman, come on! The hat is too much, right? Is it the wig or the hat? There's a bigger picture at hand here. These ghosts can possess the human form. That was that. That was that. Um, yeah, um, I texted you guys like right when it came out, and I, I mm -hmm. think you could kind of tell that I was less than thrilled with it. Um, but I know we all have opinions about it, so I think probably the best way to do it, rather than each of us do an overall thing, is kind of go almost like step by step through it and give comments on what's happening and sure. why we like it or why we don't yeah, like sure. it. Yeah, sure, sounds good. Um, so I'm gonna mute yeah, it and idea. just. Um, Brian or Brent and I will give you a, a heads up if you don't have it in front of you, Brian. I've watched it about ten times. So yeah, so you, you know what it's good. all about. Uh, yeah. Um, well, I do want to say right from the beginning, and I mentioned this when it started. I I don't mind the the piano intro. Yeah. I kind of thought that was cool. I, I like that take on it mm -hmm. on the theme. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I yeah. kind of liked, and I know this was a bit contentious for a lot of other people that aren't so thrilled about this. Whatever they're calling a reboot, remake, continuation. I don't even know anymore. Which is yeah. part of my problem with the trailer to start. Mm. Um, I, I didn't mind kind of like the EDM version of the theme song either. Like I kind of thought that was cool. It gave right. a, a new yeah. age vibe to it. And we've heard the theme song remix so many times. This is just another one out there. And I, I didn't mind that. So I guess I'm kind of trying to start on, off on a good foot and say mm. what I do like. Because I don't think – I think what I don't like is going to outweigh what I do like. Yeah, I, I think uh, – I, I watched this trailer. I had to watch it four times I think before I could really decipher what I thought was good and what I thought was just like uh, questionable I'll say um, in the very beginning here instead of naming everything at once so just the very beginning here I think 
Uh, the fact that obviously we see a, a, I guess it's New York again, right? Which is cool. Well, and and sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but the four scientists saving yeah. New York. It's like see, how do you how do yeah. you overlook that? But this this yeah. four scientists. Well, first of all, it's three scientists. We right. we know that three right? scientists right. and yeah. an everyman and a, and, a, and a dude and right. a, and a badass that yeah. uh, deserves to be yeah. on the promotional stuff that they never included, they on, including the mm, re-release neglected him time after time. What four K that's coming out this summer? He's not on the cover of again. Really? Oh, yeah, on the uh, 4K re-release of the first two movies, he's not on the Ghostbusters cover. I have not, I've not, I've not seen the official box art yet. I didn't see that. Yeah, it was the, the uh, thing like is, last week. The maybe? thing is, like, too, and I don't understand. They're confusing a lot of people here, in my opinion. With this Why movie trailer. show is the firehouse gonna be in the movie? Yeah, I, I don't know. Yes, is it? it? Yes, you, it will. you think it is? Yeah, is there, it gonna play there, prominently? There has been, there have been reports from the set that. Uh, the firehouse is indeed in the film. Okay. Uh, and there have been further reports that it actually plays a role in uh, Ernie Hudson's cameo. Okay. Um, uh, w- but w- there are there are conflicting reports, and I can get into that later when we actually get to that. But you know, I'll save that for later. But so, the firehouse will be a significant part of the film. Yes. So my question is then, reboot. Or it, I, I still am conf- I, I, as a super fan. I'm still confused because they're referencing it as like this is happening after, like thirty years ago. This is happening thirty years after the original. Movies. Right. But right. are they? Are they just saying like thirty years ago a movie happened? They set know? it up right. in a way that makes makes me and like I said, we're super fans. Like this is our one of our things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm not even sure. Like I thought it was a reboot and it wasn't said in the same thing. But they're bringing so many familiar things back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this that is kind of it's confusing. almost like, well, is it a continuation? I think the official official word is no. It's not a continuation. It is a reboot. Yeah. The the you know the four guys that that we know and love will will well as many of them that can be in the movie will be, but they are not their characters. Mm-hmm. Right. But Which again, kind of the firehouse and the quasi ecto and Slimer, they're just kind of supposed to be almost basically on the nose nods to the original. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Which yeah, I don't know. Made... I don't know how I feel about that. I guess it's. I mean, Force Awakens. Not to again. Not to talk about Star Wars here, but uh, but to make a comparison, I thought Star Star Wars: The Force Awakens was very nostalgic, but also didn't go too like didn't try too hard to be nostalgic. I thought like I thought it was a perfect balance of this nostalgia and and introducing a, a whole new wave of characters and stuff like that. This, I I don't know how well they're going to be able to balance all that stuff. To be honest with you, like I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not sure how I. How can you have all those original actors in it and not Star Wars had Harrison Ford in the in the movie? He played freaking Han Solo, right? How are they going to have Dan Aykroyd come into this movie and not only Dan Aykroyd but like four other actors that played in the original Ghostbusters yeah. and not play their original characters? It just kind of right. seems. It's going to be extremely confusing to a lot of people, right? Know? And that that for me was like the big was was really my biggest frustration with with the, the trailer in light of everything we've been through since the early nineties, basically with go with a third ghostbusters movie. Like it was, it really has been a roller coaster for, mm-hmm. for super fans who have been sort of waiting for, for, you know, over a decade now for things, this thing to materialize. Like it was okay. We were hoping for ghostbusters three. We were hoping for people to come back. The first two drafts of the Ghostbusters 3 script involved the original Ghostbusters doing in different capacities, right? But the most prominent one was that they were going to train a newer team 
to be uh, to be the next generation of Ghostbusters, but they'd all be back as their as their characters. Uh, and then that just couldn't get off the ground. It was it, you know it was on and off, on and off for so many years. And then they they finally said, all right, forget that. Uh, you know, and then uh, Harold Ramis passed away, and Ivan Reitman didn't feel he was fit to direct anymore um, because he just didn't want to do it without Harold, which I get. It's his prerogative. So that we get this. Uh, and so it took a while for me to come to terms with the fact that, all right, that chapter is closed. Like the, the original Ghostbusters, as we know them are, are finished. Like that's done. Okay. At least, I, at least in cinematic form, I guess, right? In cinematic form. Yes, absolutely. Like, and I was like, we're not going to see that movie that we've been trying to get for a couple decades. We're just not going to see it. That's fine. Yeah, and people I, are basically I, saying now for sure the video game was Ghostbusters 3. You're not going right. to get right. something right. else. That's right. Yeah, that that's was, that. That was, and thank and, and God, Harold Ramis was alive. Yeah, once they're going to say it's literally impossible now right, because right, you right, could have done something right. without it. You could have, not, I, like you said, Brian, Ivan Reitman didn't want to, but you could have easily done something without him, and, yes, and made the Ghostbusters three and the yes. and the the core fandom that has been here for thirty years now, thirty plus years, would have mm-hmm. probably accepted it. Right, they could have easily right. had had Ray Stance. Had one of these girls that we're looking at on the screen right now be the daughter or ne- or niece of Ray Stance, right. and he at least he in a in a Harrison Ford Han Solo position, kind of passed the torch in a way, well, and that's been like a main character in this, and train them and dust it off the old stuff and refix it, fix it up. That's what I don't get. That's exactly why wasn't this a passing of the baton it could have still been an all-female right. cast it could have still been it's an a continuation female cast. of the canon we know right. it would so stupid easy to think about that way and it would have been it right. would have pleased older fans and it would have pleased new fans and the older fans right. would have been much more comfortable with this whole transition i would feel i would feel emotional. i think well and i think that there's a lot of the of the politics of the movie industry to blame well, for yeah, that that's honest, exactly read, is that is that the way that the way that first of all that the way that the rights uh, for the franchise were doled out when the movie came out, it just doesn't happen in Hollywood anymore. Like it's like launching a nuclear submarine. Like everybody's got to turn a key. Like all the principals uh, have, to, have, to, to, have to be, have to agree to it. And like, that just doesn't happen anymore. Mm-hmm. So like for, I think that that was a huge deal getting the, getting the, the movie off the ground. And for years, the rumor was that it was of course, Bill Murray who was dragging his, proverbial feet uh trying to just not really thrilled with what he was what he was seeing um and so my guess is that they just couldn't um they just couldn't get it off the ground in the way that they wanted with everybody and then with harold ramus dying that that closed that that closed that chapter this movie since its kind of announcement i think in october 2014 was when it became official um has been extremely divisive in the community and as with everything, and this just kind of reflects American politics too, there's a vocal minority that gets the gets publicized the most, and there's two sides. There's the there's the group that will defend it at all costs for whatever reason, mm-hmm. and then there's a group mm-hmm. that'll rip it apart at all costs for whatever reason. For reason. And then right, a right. majority of people, fans and non fans alone, are I feel mostly in a let's wait and see approach. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's where mm-hmm. I am. Now, things that have happened in an official capacity have not painted it in a great picture to me. Uh, this trailer being one of them. Uh, yeah. But, you know, but I, I really hate the group that is is uber defensive about it. That if you say anything bad about it, you're immediately labeled as 
sexist, a sexist or, right. yeah. um, mm-hmm. you know, chauvinistic. And I'm just like, listen, I have what I've liked to have been two guys and two girls and a continuation. Yeah. I have no problem with female leads whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Ray and now Jin, who we're going to get to in a little bit, maybe two of my favorite movie characters ever. And, Absolutely. you know, I know we I know we haven't seen Rogue One, but the trailer mm-hmm. was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. And we're going to yeah. get to that in yeah. a bit. But, like, I have absolutely no problem with the, the ladies they picked for this. Um, and based on the trailer, another good thing, I thought Kate McKinnon's character is awesome. Jillian Holtzman. Yeah. Yeah. I think she's yeah. going to end up being my favorite. I think so too, Favorite yeah. character, yeah. favorite and favorite right. actor. She's kind of this like the movie. Egon look with like the like, with like the Peter Vagman personality. Right. You know. What right. I mean? And I right. think well, and, it and works that, well. And that that was I was talking about that roller coaster earlier. So like when the when the when they finally closed the closed the book on on the original Ghostbusters three concept and decided on a reboot. Uh, you know, all right, that took some getting used to, but then they announced the cast. And, um, I think I, I, you know, I just think these women are some of the funniest women acting today. And I am excited to see what they're going to do. Um, I really am. Uh, I think uh, Kate, uh, Kate McKinnon, who you just mentioned, but just one of my absolute favorite SNL cast members right now is just hands down hilarious. Uh, Leslie Jones, also great on SNL. Um, and so that was where I thought I started to get hopeful again. You know, I thought, okay, well, this is actually, you know, we they they picked some 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 good Ghostbusters here, so let's see what they can do. And then things got muddy again when they started the trailer the way they did and claimed that all the original actors who could come back were coming back. And as you guys said earlier, to my mind, it was like I had just gotten used to the idea that it was going to be a reboot, and then I had to come to grips with the, with the idea that okay, well. Uh, you know, Bill Murray's going to be in it, but he's not going to be Peter Vangman. And that is actually what made me the most upset is that I was going to see right. Bill Murray on the screen, but he wasn't going to be Peter Vangman. No, they're going to be like hailing cabs and running businesses and just yeah. in it for like, right. it wasn't necessary. It just, it just, right. it just right. wasn't at least in the direction they took it. And, and I put all of this negativity on Sony, right. the production company, I think has done a terrible job in relating to what the fans want and catering to well the way hollywood is nowadays it just um for every good film you get you get literally i'd say at least 10 to 20 crappy attempts Mm -hmm. at at cinema and Mm -hmm. i think this got i feel like this is almost like a a simple plug and play, you know like a just a puzzle piece it's just another piece of a puzzle that's going to make them money because they can do it and they're not doing it the right way. They're not respecting um, the Ghostbuster. Uh, I don't want to say fandom, but almost like mythology yeah, the legacy and, and the canon and the legacy. Yeah. Um, but that has nothing to do with the casting. Like that is, was right. all upper management and the terrible decisions that they've right. made. And, um, and the, and the Sony hacks reveal that. Oh yeah, absolutely. If you, look, if you look at, if you look at the emails from Sony that were leaked when their when their whole cash, their whole company cash got spread out hither and yon across the internet, like you can, you can see that. Uh, and people on YouTube, for example, have pieced together really interesting chronologies of the emails, uh, that went, that were going around Sony at different moments in the film's development. And, uh, you know, you can see the, the, it's it's not really a Paul Feig. I mean, people like to blame Paul Feig. People like to blame actresses. People like to blame a lot of different people for what's what they think is going to be a bad movie. But again, we haven't seen it yet, so I don't know how they can say that. But anyway, um, 
but when you look at the emails, I mean, it's all upper management making decisions that just don't resonate. I'm, I have to put a lot of blame at the feet of director Paul Feig, too. I don't think he's handled the criticism, the legitimate criticism, very well. I think he's become very defensive. Um, I think he worked on this movie with an agenda. And he, I think he's responsible just as much as Sony for the plug-and-play antics. He's like, well, they're going to take Ghostbusters and everything it's built up over the last 30 years, and I'm going to make it into one of my other movies. And I don't really... Mm-hmm. I, I, I personally have enjoyed some of his other movies. Uh, I thought Bridesmaids was a little overrated um, by the mainstream media. I haven't seen it. Um, yeah, I haven't seen it. And I don't... I don't and this is now getting more into the Melissa McCarthy realm because I, I, I don't say I go out and defend her, but I never had a problem with her being cast because um, I think people... It's much ado about nothing with her. I think she's had yeah. a role in films, but I think she's bigger and better than that. And mm. uh, I think she'll show that in this movie. I don't think she'll end up being um, the the breakout star that I think Kate McKinnon is going to be, her character, mm. like I mentioned before. But you know, like, I, I don't put any of this on the creative people working to make the movie from the ground level, um, from the actors you know, to... Uh, to the cinematographers, any any of that, it's, I think it's it's the higher level people who just completely miss the mark. Yeah, yeah. So what, what we're we only got a few minutes left here left from the Ghostbusters discussion before we get to Rogue One. So let's go through this mm-hmm. a little bit step by step. And Brian, you mentioned this first scene um, that I'm about to show, um, which is the 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 first three ladies that we see minus uh, Patty Tolan. Um, right. played by Leslie Jones, and it's essentially almost a shot-for-shot remake of the opening of the first Ghostbusters movie in the basement of the library. Now they look right. to be in some kind of like antique store. It I could think... even be a library somewhere um, with is... a very similar ghost. It looks like a... Well, this is... looks like... Oh, it may be a... maybe a library. Yeah, it looks... Yeah, it looks like a library. Because look... Or some sort of museum. Yeah. And then that happens. Yeah, Which is... and uh, then the... Then spew. the line. Yep. Yeah. Well, and then... Yeah. Well, see. Sorry, go ahead, Brett. Uh, I was just gonna say that that when she's eating and the Pringles hanging out of her mouth, it totally reminds me of Ray with yeah, the cigarette. People hanging. have people yeah. have pointed that out. <laughs> really. And then this brings up to my my maybe maybe my biggest point of contention with the film, at least this trailer, is they for all the stuff that they the few things I think they got right and a lot of stuff they got wrong. I think the most egregious is the attempt at humor. Uh-huh. I don't mm-hmm. think they stay true to the spirit of the uh, at least the original Ghostbusters well, I movie. Think, I, I think it's too slapstick and in your face. It's totally. not subtle. Yeah, totally. And too um, I, I don't, you know, I don't, and I again, I don't think that's at the fault of the actors. I think they're delivering a bad script. I think mm-hmm. the writers and the directors just completely misread what was expected of a uh, of a Ghostbusters movie. Well, and and two, the only, the one joke we'll get to it later, but the one joke that I do like in this trailer is that when they're like, "Let's go," no, and they okay, cut off each other like that. In a way, it was kind of kind of Ghostbustery to me. Like that whole joke yeah. was kind of a Ghostbuster. Like that was my favorite joke of the whole right. The whole the no, whole I I agree. I mean, you know that that think of the guys walking into uh, you know the the hotel, the Sedgwick mm-hmm. Hotel, saying, uh, "Anybody seen a ghost?" Oh, we handle yeah. this kind of thing all yeah, the time. Right. Like this false bravado. Yeah, yeah. When, you know the false bravado when they're really just you know yeah. scared normal witless. People. Right. You know. Right. 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 Scared witless n- normal people who have never done this before ever, but they're trying to psych themselves up mm-hmm. and they're trying you to know, act that, to be. That, they're acting like as as if they're superheroes, but they're not superheroes or some, right, some way. Right. Yeah, and, and that's cool. That's and what that, they need to be. That's the tone. That's the tone of the Ghostbusters tone that 
makes people love that mm-hmm. the, the original film so much. And um, you know, I, I feel like the trailer does not capture that tone. Whether the movie does or not, mm-hmm. right? I, mean, I certainly hope it. Does, but the trailer does not does not capture that. I don't want to be all doom and gloom. And I agree. And I mentioned that when we talked about the Rogue One trailer. This is it's just a trailer we're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's not the whole movie. It doesn't you know, put me at ease. It actually lowered my expectations Mm -hmm. and made me feel a bit uneasy, but I'm still going to give it a chance. Mm -hmm. I'm still going to see it uh, because if it does well, it's There's going to be a sequel. Now, after seeing the first one, if I don't Mm -hmm. like it, I'm not going to see the sequel. I'm Mm going to wait for that other one that apparently is coming. And also an animated one, which is apparently coming. Yeah. Uh, The animated one's going to be great. Yeah. I I jumped ahead about a minute. We're now about, uh, there's only about a minute left in the trailer. We're at the part that Brent just referenced about uh, Melissa McCarthy and Kristen Wiig's uh, character, you know, doing the, let's go. Here's the thing about this. I'm looking at this photo right now. Like I, I things I like about it. I, lo- I actually do not mind the Ecto one because I think it has the colors. I think it has the Ecto, the, the Ghostbusters original insignia on it. It's got the crap on the top of it. The only thing is, it's not an ambulance; it's a hearse, you know. And it yeah, still has the same basic me. shape. It's yeah. I, I like that. I like the gear. I like this. I like the jumpsuits. Right. I think the, the jumpsuits are cool. I like the backpacks. I think the backpacks are cool. I think the the proton. The, the 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 stick the gun is the, very uh, reminiscent Neutrona of the original. One. The Neutrona one is yeah. very reminiscent of the of the original film films yeah. plural. And I I just uh, I like the gear. I like the way it looks. Yeah, the gear I, the gear was a highlight for yeah, me. That I, was that was yeah. I like that you brought that up because that's actually where I was directing yeah. the conversation. Yeah. It next. totally is a mix of, of Ghostbusters and Extreme Ghostbusters to me. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, especially the trap. Complete especially hybrid. The trap. Yeah. yeah. The literal like yeah. bear trap that it looks like. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do. I I like the new proton pack. I, I like the the difference in guns that we see. I don't know if I like Melissa McCarthy's brass knuckles that she seems to show off later. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like the the dual pistol that Jillian Holtzman um, is mm-hmm. is going to play Kate McKinnon's character. I think that's cool. Um, the jumpsuits don't bother me. I'm coming around to the new Ecto, but the one thing I hate is that stupid yellow light. Oh, that just yeah. bothers me. It's, it's why is it big, so it? huge? Yeah, it's a little big. On and this why plate. is it yellow? It, it, like it's a, yeah, it, it was a little large. Like yeah, I'm just like oh, large. like I don't mind that it's a hearse. Uh, it's weird to me that they, they left like, that, that, that like silver bar along the uh, doors right. that kind of o- goes over the logo because it's literally mm-hmm. we've talked about this in conversation. And I bring it up every time we talk about logos um, to anyone that will listen. Is um, they ran a study. I don't remember what company it was, what site it was of notorious logos worldwide. And mm-hmm. besides Coca-Cola, the next most recognizable logo is the Ghostbusters logo by Michael Gross, who sadly passed yeah. away this in the past year. Mm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know why you'd throw something over top of that. That's right. part of the car. That's, that's, that's their principal IP. In yeah. fact, mm. you know, the, the, the first, that trailer that you just showed does not say Ghostbusters at all. At the end just has the logo. It, it, uh, the only, the international trailer at the end says Ghostbusters. Mm. Um, so that, I think that's pretty cool. Um, I, now I think on, when you watch on YouTube, like when it cuts away from the trailer, it says Ghostbusters after it or hashtag Ghostbusters yeah, or something I think like that. A, I think there's a hashtag in there. So let's yeah, keep moving yeah. along here. Cause I think the next thing, the big thing to talk about is the special effects. Um, so we get a little ecto montage. We see Good Slimer, we see Slimer, which is, yep. which is cool. Let me back this yep. up a little bit. I want to go into this scene. Here was here. my initial thought about, and now this is one of those things that's grown on me a bit. My initial thought about the effects was cartoony, like yes. very bright, 
very, yeah. um, I don't know, uh, I, just everything was very, uh, uh, what's the word? It looks like they're in the Haunted Mansion. Yes, yeah, exactly. And, and if you've seen the Haunted Mansion movie with Eddie Murphy, that's exactly yes. what I thought. And, mm-hmm. and people brought up Scooby-Doo movies. Uh, yeah. Like, that's yeah. what it looked like. I was, you very know, it's 2016, colors, you like, can do better. Mm-hmm. Very bright colors, you know. Um, neonish kind of. I mean, we're seeing a lot of neon in these billboards and stuff well, like that. But that's I, kind of like the whole like look that we got here. I like the ghost design and the w- giant walking like Uncle Sam looking figure yeah. is intimidating. Yeah. Like that's cool. Yeah. And then they yeah, have that that wraith cool. that yeah. flies at you right in this scene. Like it's uh, a very yeah, yeah. cool that's setup. Awesome. But I don't. Yeah. I need to like tone down the color and give it more of a like gray tones and and real world looks. The colors just take me out of it. Like when I was watching the first time, I just thought it looked cheesy. Yeah, but I like the setup here. This, this, you know, the the undead or the ghosts or whatever we're seeing, and the flying wraiths and the walking stilts mm-hmm. guy in Times Square looks cool. If mm-hmm. the ghosts were just not so bright, mm-hmm. uh, and right. I think we noticed, and I think we talked about this in our text that if you see the billboards that you pointed out, Brent, the, the colors they actually go gray and darker and actually revert like fifty, sixty years in the past. Mm-hmm. Like it, mm-hmm. you, you go yeah. back in time in this scene. Oh, no way! The right. billboards all change yeah, they... from current stuff to stuff from like fifty years ago. Like you see taxi driver <laughs> yeah, 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 up yeah. here, right? Um, and it keeps going. I can I can play and take it a step, couple yeah. steps forward. You see how all the color drains out, and it's right. all old advertisements. All old stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah, I saw yeah, that taxi like driver thing before. So yeah. th- that that was very cool. Um, Twink and uh, what is it? Twinkies there too. Yeah, right? there's an Isn't ad for Twinkies? Twinkies. I think there might be an ad yeah. for Stay Puft Marshmallows at, at one point. Nice, um, nice. I don't yeah. know that we're gonna see Stay Puft. We're obviously seeing Slimer. Um, I think um, what the rumors are that the um, main ghost is actually the ghost from the logo. His name is Rowan. Yes. Um, Rowan, I've heard yeah. conflicting reports on his background story. I um, wonder if he somehow comes out of like the sign at some point almost like a almost like a character almost like a state puff marshmallow man it's like a fictitious character that somehow becomes alive you know what i mean right like the ghost character from <laughs> kind of like a state puff marshmallow man in exactly. other words <laughs> that's why i just said like it did exactly like a fictitious oh, yeah. character like a state puff marshmallow man that kind yeah, of yeah, just yeah. kind of materializes into into a ghost of some you know um and we saw the um the eye candy for the females in the form of thor Door. Mr. Hemsworth. Yeah. Um, he could I, actually look like uh, the. We don't have time to watch the international trailer, but I think he actually could be funny in this show, this movie. Right. Yeah, I, yeah. I, right. And I, I think this was more of the Paul Feig's so soapbox of going off and being, look, I changed all the guys to girls and the secretary to a guy. Right, right, look how progressive right. I am. Yeah. Right, right, like, right. It's just it was a little too much on the nose, which I think a lot of the humor was as well. I just like I think he went out of his way to try to make a statement mm-hmm. that he was just reversing everything. Um, and I don't I don't think it's been well received at all. Um, and here's here's another uh, example. Well, of yeah, the this was this humor. was the this was the I think the worst part of the entire. They trailer. spent so much of the trailer on this stupid joke. They spent so yeah. much time in the trailer on this it's so, stupid it's joke. It's so lopsided. Yeah, it's like, so lopsided. And it's not so much that she slaps the ghost out of her, whatever. If that's when you go with, fine. But then when Leslie Jones, you know, Patty Tolan, the character, just starts screaming at her and slaps her again, like, why? Right. Like, what are you yep. accomplishing with that? That doesn't advance the – I'm sure it doesn't advance the plot. And it certainly doesn't develop the characters at all. I, I mean, we don't yeah. know that with not the context of the, sh- of the movie. But, like, I don't know. I just thought as far as the trailer – because that's where we all have to judge. Yep. We can't judge the. We can we can judge the trailer. We can't really judge a movie yet because we haven't seen it. But um, the trailer, 
I mean, for for this to spend this much time on this entire joke, you know, they're, they're, yeah. she goes out the window and they pull her back and then they slap right, her a couple times right. and then they show a shot of the uh, of that of the black woman and she's slapping her again. Like, why do you have to spend like the entire back end of this trailer with the same joke? With the joke is not even funny. Like the joke is yeah, just, that, that yeah. was a complete whiff on their part. Yeah, and they excised they completely excised it for the uh, international oh, yeah. trailer. Oh, yeah, like, it's just right. not there at all. And, which is the better trailer, by the way. Oh, it absolutely if, is. You know, I mean, it, it, hands down, like, mm-hmm. they fixed a couple of things, like they don't say four scientists, and they, right, they I think, didn't... if I'm not mistaken, they took out the firehouse. Um, they, they kind and... of responded to some of the criticism, but I had heard another thing, and this just makes Sony and uh, the people that have been so have been kind of on a, a sensor rampage of anything negative, they were excising. Mm-hmm. Like I heard reports of people being like, "Why was my comment deleted?" Like I'm being serious. I that did not enjoy that, and you deleted my comment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's just mm-hmm. a PR nightmare so far. Um, well, but, and, and you yeah. you have to you have to think too. Maybe they're taking some of the stuff that was uh, responded to negatively from the trailer. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're like, how many shots from the Star Wars trailer? We're taking didn't out end up in the movie. I mean, come on. Like, yeah. maybe, maybe some of these yeah. jokes that they were realizing aren't hitting, they're going to take them out. You know what I mean? If if they would get rid of the the multiple slapping thing and her screaming, um, and kind of like I think that's supposed to be like a parody of Exorcist, right? Yeah, the power, I think so. Yeah, the power of Christ because that's never you. been done before, right? You know, um, I, I think if they get rid of that, um, <laughs> nobody's done a parody on the Exorcist before. I mean, that, <laughs> um, that part. Um, I think that would be good for them. The other thing I don't get is, like, the, the director, Paul, I think, is it Feig? Do I say that right? I don't even know. Yeah, yeah. I, that's how I've always heard okay. it pronounced, okay. yeah. Um, he he was on the record multiple times saying that this was going to be darker and scarier, and that was the opposite to yeah. me. And a lot of it has mm-hmm. to do, I think, with the colors on the ghost. Like, yeah, you could take the, Natalie the, to see that movie. The, um, the ghost, the library ghost from the first mm-hmm. movie is scarier than all that stuff that they've shown so far. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. that's true. So yeah. I, I did read this week, uh, I guess it was last week, that uh, on r slash Ghostbusters on Reddit, somebody claiming to have seen a uh, pre-production print of the movie uh, posted a, a full synopsis of, of everything mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you know people might want to know, plot you know plot point for plot point. Oh boy. Um, and I would normally, I would norm, norm, I mean, I'd read it anyway because for me, until the movie comes out, it's all just speculation. I like to read it all. I don't really do this no spoilers thing. I just read everything I can because it's all just somebody's opinion Mm -hmm. before the movie comes out. But one thing that this report, uh, said, or was, was, it was actually people are being, are able now to corroborate certain things in the report based on news that is leaked. For example, this past week we heard that, uh, we heard, um, Dan Aykroyd's cameo released. Like they officially announced what he's going to be in, uh, the new movie. And it was exactly what this person, said he was going to do oh boy. Uh, in his report. That so, synopsis is not great. Like yeah, the synopsis right. itself is probably spot on, which means I oh boy. Right. He he was not he was not too uh flattering, let's just let's just say with his uh thoughts on the film. Yeah, he's um, essentially like I kid you not with a lot more um vulgarity thrown in there yeah, of saying yeah. how how terrible it is. Really? Um but but, uh, you know, again, it's, it's all just speculation until the movie comes out, but there were interesting tidbits in there. And that's how I, you know, that's, they, it also confirmed more of the firehouse. The rumors were that the firehouse was going to be in it, but 
this uh, person confirmed that the firehouse is in it on two occasions. I guess the Ghostbusters are, uh, they don't have enough capital at first to, to move into any building they want. And they look at the firehouse apparently, but they can't afford it. So mm-hmm. they, um, so they can't, they can't go there. That's what this person said. So that is in there. But then at the end of the film, they go back after they're successful and they do have the money to move in. So they might move into the firehouse so at the end of the up movie. For a sequel. I'm not sure. I'm not. Yeah. I mean, who knows? But, and again, it's all just, it's all just speculation, but, but those are, those are two, you know, moments where we see the, see the firehouse and apparently the, and I won't spoil it here in case it does turn out to be true, but the, the end, the final, the final line of the film is, uh, a, a very, very tight throwback to the first movie and does set up for a second film mm. that, that would really, confuse the the continuity with the earlier film so i'm not mm. again i don't know again it could be just somebody playing a joke which is fine you know it's but um it, it it is interesting it is very interesting all right well i think we should wrap up the ghostbusters discussion and move on to uh star wars rogue one or excuse me rogue one a, a star, star wars, wars story yes right. there we go a star wars story yes okay well i'm gonna play the trailer here and then we'll uh, give our uh, our uh, takes on it uh, as soon as it's done. All right. Let's hear another trailer start with a piano motif. State your name for the record. Jen Erso. Forgery of imperial documents. Possession of stolen property. Aggravated assault. Resisting arrest. On your own from the age of 15. Reckless, aggressive, and undisciplined. This is a rebellion, isn't it? I rebel. We have a mission for you. A major weapons test is imminent. We need to know what it is and how to destroy it. Is that clear? Yes, sir. you do if they break you? If you continue to fight, what will you become? Mm. Oh, man, so... the way that that... that uh... That last musical line where they mix yep. the two themes together. Oh, man. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, so I, sweet. <laughs> oh, my Talk gosh. about going from a badly con- constructed, poorly received trailer to one that has been nothing but compliments. Oh, my gosh. This is probably one of the that, best trailers of the year. That was incredible. People are saying that this is a better trailer than uh, A lot of people. Story. I've heard a lot of people express that yeah. sentiment, which... Yeah. Just wow, because yeah. uh, I thought the Force Awakens ones were fun, but they and people are right. They they were a little bit more um, fan servicey. Mm-hmm. You know, they got when they Chewie were home. You right. Know, like, well, yeah, that kind of, of stuff. And, and it worked. It worked. Yeah. And like you, 
everyone got yeah. people oh, pumped sure. up. Well, and they're going to do the same thing with this. You do realize that, right? Oh, you Vader's coming. You haven't seen Vader? Yeah. Well, we'll, get, yeah, we'll get into that. Oh, oh, yeah, Vader, I mean, yeah, for sure. They're going to oh, wait yeah. till Star Wars, uh, the four Star Wars weekends or whatever. Uh, Star Wars Celebration. Celebration. Uh, and they're going to show another trailer. Yeah, so let's, um, let's again go through this kind of a uh, little bit step by step. So we see... Um, the binary sunset song plays mm, as uh, love it. unknown females walking and she appears to be um, binded in, in cuffs. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously on a rebel base you see a rebel fleet trooper rebel which fleet I don't trooper. think you've seen since A New you, Hope. No. Well, uh, did, did you, you see s- it in Jedi? see it in Revenge of the Sith at all? Ooh, good question. At the end? The well, end. I... I'm gonna go with a new hope because I don't remember seeing yeah. them in Revenge of the Sith. I but... have to look back. Was uh, there was there one at in the in the uh, remastered ending to Jedi, like when the Ewoks are singing their song? Is there one? Is there one? You're right. Maybe. There might have been, but um, so she's walking through what is pretty clearly Yavin Four. It's got to be Yavin Four. I mean, come on. I mean, it, you would not have another location again like they did in episode seven so you don't think it's Dakar? That looks like Dakar. that looks like yavin 4 but is <laughs> right. it yeah so 4? it's not yavin it's not Dakar. it's a whole new planet no i'm pretty no, sure this is yavin. Gotta be yavin. Um, you see in the still that i have up here brian we see a gonk droid mm-hmm. and we oh, also see cool. an x-wing the x-wing in the background and the nice. loading things that you see in a new hope, a new hope. um going to the x-wings always at yavin 4 of course yeah. so yeah yeah, and there's a little R2 unit over there in the right, yep. a little red R2 unit. And then uh, about 25 seconds in, you we got our first holy crap moment. Yes. There is one Genevieve O'Reilly playing a dead set, 100%. I thought it was the original woman who is probably mm-hmm. in her 80s now. Mon yeah. Mothma, which just floored everyone. Yeah, and I really thought they CGI'd it in at first because I was like, it's too perfect to be a lookalike or something. I mean, it was just I thought I thought that it was a C- CG Mom Mothma based on the original actress, and well, uh, she was actually in the Revenge of the Sith um, extended cut that we didn't see. We saw her in mm-hmm. cut scenes. Unfortunately, she was removed so, from the final cut of the movie. So, what's the, base, the most amazing thing for me? Because when I first time I saw this, I was like, that's got to be the actress that played her in Revenge of the Sith. It has to be. And I found out later that it was. And so, this is really the first actor coming back to play a role in a Star Wars movie that played it in the, in the prequels. In the prequels. Mm-hmm. Anthony mm-hmm. Daniels. Well, Anthony Daniels, yeah, that doesn't count. But like, but like, he's in everything. He's in everything. He's in he's in the cereal commercial. But uh, like yeah. the, the the this is like the first I think that we see like them. And I, this is why I think Lucasfilm is really and Disney really doing it right still. With I, no, as if I didn't feel that already from episode seven. But like the fact that they're. Attention to details. Like, let's bring back the woman that was in the right. Revenge of the Sith cutscenes. Casting has yeah. been phenomenal. Yeah, Incredible. absolutely phenomenal. Incredible. They've hit it out of the park. Which, um, you know, a tangent on our tangent show. Um, <laughs> what are they going to do about Han Solo? Are they going to get that right? That's the biggest one. Like they've uh, they've yeah. they've hit it out of the park with everyone so far. Mm-hmm. From the Force Awakens to what with a little bit we've seen from Rogue One, everyone looks perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I heard they settled on somebody this week, but they didn't announce it. That's the report that um, Aaron Reich has taken the lead, the the man from Hail Caesar. Um, oh, okay. That that's the reports. Um, I know they they are thought to have been down to three, um, and apparently 
is it Alden Ehrenreich? I, I think I didn't see Hail Caesar, so I, I don't, don't know. know. The only, yeah, the, only tri- the, the trio that was reported it was Ehrenreich, Rayner, and uh, Egerton. I, I, the only one I saw was Taron Egerton and Kingsman. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't really know I, any of those guys. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll get more interested when they announce. When they actually announce it. It. I'm not interested in like who's gonna, who they're going to cast because it's a it's a really t- mm. difficult process. Looking looking at this shot that you have here though, here's Mon Mothma, right? Right. Well, I know where you're going with this. Yeah. Around the same table right. that we see mm-hmm. uh, uh, C-3PO and uh, uh, Princess Leia in Episode Four, in the background, yep. I see two gentlemen with long beards. Yeah, well, right there, that's Dodonna, right? Is it have to be Dodonna? That has to be Dodonna. You think so? I, it has. He's to crossing be. his hands like Dodonna. Was he's got his the hand? beard. He's got the balding. T- like mm-hmm. it looks mm-hmm. so much like Dodonna. Like they, ha- they don't have to be a speaking part, but mm-hmm. if they just have him in the background walking Cause, around. Because what about that guy back there? You're right. There's a guy behind the, the screen, which also is like perfect. Right. Yeah, the screens, that the, they use those in episode seven. They use them here, those green uh, lines and swirly screens, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably the same set. looks like, I mean, it could be the, pretty much the same, right. same set. You- dug out. I got a storage. You see uh, her beating up some stormtroopers then while uh, Mom Mothra is talking to her. And then you get the line uh, from Jin Ursu, from, played by Felicity Jones, that everyone is freaking out about. I rebel. And Mon Mothra kind of just rolls her eyes. Oh, and she's yeah, kind of yeah. grinning, though. Like, look at her. She's not rolling. I, yeah, I think she's like, she's, I think we got the right person for this right, job. Right, So and then you kind of see off in the corner again the man that it looks people like think could be um, J- uh, Dodonna. My question is, is she is she Jin Erso? Is she going to be – is she a, an Imperial that's, like, crossing over? Is she a, a good – is she a, a rebel that – like, I heard rumors that she – like, her father is the guy that is – is, right, is, played is, by the, Mads Mikkelsen. The, like the main bad guy who's designing the that, Death Star. Yeah, he's kind of like an engineer or the lead uh, designer of okay. the Death Star. That's all stuff courtesy of making Star Wars. Uh, mm. Now this is podcasting. Uh, guys, uh, Speculation at this point. Yeah, I guess, uh, but... Jason Ward, uh, Randy Lejudice, um, Sal Perales, Max Palace, um, Seth Banner, the, the tr- that group over there um, mm. at making Star Wars, uh, now this is podcasting, do a phenomenal job. Jason is the best in the business. If you into speculation um, and inside making of the Star Wars movies, you have to listen to that podcast. you got to be okay with a vulgarity and crude sense of humor. Um, but, man, uh, if you want the up-to-date rumors and speculation and behind-the-scenes look that you're not going to get anywhere else, you, you have to go to makingstarwars.net. So um, we're coming up on one of my favorite parts of the trailer. This is yep. my favorite audio cue coming up. Um, but first we get a look at a... Cue here. Well, yeah, this is a good one too. And and when it first came on the screen, you see a Star Destroyer come on the screen, which I'm pretty sure is uh, the Devastator. Is it, was that Vader's yes. Star Destroyer? Was This Devastator was not a Super Star Destroyer? No, it was a okay. regular Star no, Destroyer. Then, yes. And it, the giveaway is the thing you pointed out on top of it. Between the dishes... Yeah. is some other thing and you see that in a new hope you do yeah really you see that exact the configuration of the, the of the star destroyer um with in the x a new thing hope. at the yep. top yep See, i don't remember seeing that but yeah okay yeah i, I saw a shot by shot comparison of so, it so there's Darth right Vader there that's destroyed. the first illusion to people that <laughs> are very in in tune with star wars that's vader He's vader is on that ship or in, on what ends up becoming the background and the best mm-hmm. part of this and this gareth edwards and the guys and girls he's working with have just done a phenomenal job in this 90-second trailer where you think it's a Star Destroyer in space, and then the 
Death Star lights up and the stars that you thought are actually windows on the Death Star. Yeah. It's just such mm-hmm. an incredible mm-hmm. shot. Mm-hmm. And then seeing yep. them put the um, the the cannon in place or the super dish, laser, yeah, the super laser is just incredible. And I know some people got irked because apparently you see that it's completed at the end of Revenge of the Sith. You see a skeleton of it. Th- that, well, they, I guess they say that the dish is installed. The oh. rest of it is skeleton, but the dish is there. Oh, well, um, and of course, Pablo Hidalgo, uh, Mister Cannon, got mm-hmm. on and said, "Well, this is 19 years later. Maybe that one stopped working, or yeah. maybe you know they upgraded the technology. You right. know, because there's always going to be yeah. people nitpicking everything. Mm-hmm. And they, why it ruin? It is funny though." It is funny though that they put the la- it, it, it seems though that the Death Star is completed in this trailer, and they're putting the super laser in as like the final component. <laughs> Whereas they get the Jedi, they're like, "Oh, we should have just built the laser first, right? Right, get that working. Yeah. Then we'll just build the space station around it." Yeah. Like, no, <laughs> no, they, they, they did it backwards this time. All right, then we get a, a general like figure <laughs> um, asking uh, Jin Erso if, if her mission is clear. And she says basically yes. And then my favorite audio visual cue Uh the Death Star Alarm, which just plays for almost the rest of the trailer, which is just incredible. Um, But I want to go back a little bit because I don't want to miss some of the important things. Um, Didn't go back far enough. And I'll turn it down so that we can actually talk. Then you see um, rebel pilots uh-huh. um, running. running towards, well, I'm guessing, towards other ships. And you see some mm-hmm. um, rebel um, guerrilla fighters in the background. And you see Felicity Jones' character, Jyn Erso, walking with Diego Luna's character, which so, some people thought could be Biggs Darklighter. He looks like Biggs, but I know he's not but going yeah. to be. You, you, I, know, yeah. I, don't, I don't think he's going to be, but he looks darn like Biggs. I think what they're going for is an updated retro 1970s look. Oh, this whole movie screams 1970s. Yeah, yeah, which is awesome. It's a, it's just enough of the um uh it's just enough like retro stuff that that mm-hmm. you know um that I think is just enough nod to but it's not cheesy. I don't feel I'm not getting any type of cheese. No, no, no. If you listen to um if you go to makingstarwars.net or listen to now this is podcasting, uh, there are rumors, there are people that they're uh, connected with say that Diego Luna's character's name is Cassian Willix. Mm, that's a cool Star Wars name, but it's yeah. not Big's Dark Lighter, but it's still a cool Star Wars name. Then we yeah. get to a shot right after that, which got people stirring, and oh. that is of actor Ben Mendelsohn mm-hmm. standing in the Death Star control room. Looking uh, very regal with, with his white uniform yep. and incredible white cape. Yes. Now, a lot of people want to say, well, this isn't a completed and they're holding this back for the movie, but they think he's going to be a different shade when the uh, movie comes uh, out. I don't think so. And that would be no, it, blue no. skin. Mm-hmm. Um, but I agree. I don't think that's happening. If, no. if no, Grand would, Admiral Thrawn is yeah. making an appearance, I think it would be in Rebels. Uh, the animated TV show, yeah. not in uh, yeah. one of the movies. So I, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't think they're going to do Thrawn. I mean, uh, it was a great idea when it came out in expanded universe, but they're not going to. I don't think they'll. They 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 can the entire extended universe. Then they're not going to go back and cherry pick the things they like from it and bring them back. I don't. Yeah, think. I, I I like the nods that they're giving to the EU mm-hmm. and, and cherry picking some things that don't make much of a difference, but it's kind of like, Hey, we respect what you did here. Now right. we made a cannon, but Thrawn right. is just one that's like, whew, I mean, look, Jin Erso yeah. is kind of a play on the name of the main 
protagonist in the beginning of the Dark Forces video game where you steal the Death Star, Death Star plans. I believe the name of that character is Jan something. Something similar, very similar to Urso. Mm -hmm. It's Jan something. I can't remember now. But now you have Jin Urso and it was Jan SSS is something. Mm -hmm. I, I can't remember now, of course. Um, but that was in Dark Forces. And, and here we are with Jin Urso for Rogue One. But yeah, Ben Mendelsohn's character. Um, I, I think the white used to mean in the old canon. I don't know if this is true anymore. But the Imperial Security Bureau. I think the white, uh, the white okay. uniform was um, part of the Imperial Security Bureau. And that would make sense. As we know that they're trying to steal steal plans with Death Star, you mm -hmm. probably would call mm -hmm. in someone from the ISB, so maybe they'll be making that canon. Um, apparently his rank insignia, the red and blue squares on top of each other, um, does give him some form of admiral, so he's mm -hmm. definitely very high up there. And he'll be making an appearance a little bit later in the trailer. Yeah. Then we finally get to see um, one of the money shots, that is the original trilogy, Stormtroopers, um, in all yes. their glory with a brand new hover tank. Which just looks so very Star Wars. Is it definitely hovering or is it on the ground? That's what it's been referred to okay. as. Yeah. Um, and you see a, a new type of trooper, which just means I'm going to have to be dropping money on a whole bunch of figures. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. <laughs> uh, is that the ones that are all all black armor? Well, no, we'll get to uh, them. These, these no, This the, is the oh, hover okay. tank troopers. They yeah. uh, have special oh, yeah, armor, yeah. Um, like a head plate. Mm -hmm. um, so there's okay. that. And then we get what was referred to as a Buzz Lightyear power suit. Um, by uh, the guys that are making Star Wars. Um, inter interesting design. It's definitely something different and something we haven't seen. Mm -hmm. uh, Forrest Whitaker, uh, great casting. Uh, the stuff yeah. that he does his is, is amazing. His trailer yeah, are like awesome. By the the way. way they focus on him is great. But you can see he either has a prosthetic leg or a massive limp. He has a cane and has a, this crazy outfit. Well, what actually, pause it for a second. What actually this guy, uh, what I was listening to, to um, Star Wars Underworld today, they actually mentioned that wouldn't it be cool if he, because he's all like beat up and he's got scars on his face and he's got like half prosthetics, was fought in the Clone Wars. Right, yeah. I, I listened so, to the Star Wars Underworld today as well and they did mention that. That, that would be a very cool association. You can kind of, almost kind of, um, a, it's a throwback right. uh, because we saw Force Awakens first, but obviously that yeah. takes place after this. But um, when Finn says, "You don't know what I've seen," you know, right. kind of this could kind of be him saying, yeah. "I fought in the Clone Wars. I fought against mm -hmm. um, the the predecessor to the Empire. Right. Essentially, right. I've seen battle. You don't know what this will do mm -hmm. to you." Uh, yeah, he's kind of going to be the uh, the sage or um, the, the mentor. I'm thinking mm -hmm. that's the way they're setting him up right. uh, to be. So very interesting yeah. design, cool character. And there's um, what Brian was just alluding to, um, another new Stormtrooper figure mm -hmm. that um, has an interesting faceplate on his helmet. Uh, supposedly, according to rumors, again, all from MakingStarWars.net, uh, this is the Death Squad is what the new Shadow Stormtroopers are being referred mm -hmm. to as. And Death Squad was actually the name, I think, of a Stormtrooper regiment um, in the original trilogy era that was never used on screen, but mm -hmm. that was what they referred to as. So this is going to be known as Death Squad. He's going to be the Death Squad commander because you'll see later in a still, you'll see three other Black Storm troopers but they have standard issued helmets mm -hmm. they're just going to be part of his squad and they're going to be what replacing the shadow stormtroopers that we know from the eu these look mm, these okay. helmet designs <laughs> look very of those black stormtroopers look very much like a ralph mcquarrie design to me 
Yeah, well, Ralph McQuarrie has, has been sprinkled throughout The Force yeah. Awakens, and so I'm I, sure Rogue One definitely didn't overlook his, uh, I th- his I contributions. I think that's kind of a, a, a nod to the Ralph McQuarrie original Stormtrooper design or the Darth Vader design. Uh, in the next shot, you see Diego Luna, Felicity Jones, and the mocap droid being played by Alan Tudyk. Uh, he's supposedly, again, making Star Wars with all this information, um, supposedly playing... Um, the droid is an enforcer droid that actually was an Imperial enforcer droid that they captured and reprogrammed or mm-hmm. something like that, that to, to work for the rebellion now. Um, mm-hmm. And you also see Felicity Jones character, Jane Erso carrying something. Yeah. She's running away. She's running with away something in her hand. with a data pad. Now, a lot of people thought that this um, subway terminal that's actually in London, this is where they were filming it um, is on the death star, but it looks more and more like it's going to be the location that they're stealing the information, which is not on the Death Star. I think it's on the um, sand-like um, planet we're going to see here in, in a second. Um, the sand planet? Or whatever, the desert, the beach okay. planet. Yeah, it has yeah. So Hopefully that's Tatooine. So but... they're running away, and you see some new troopers here the on background. this shot. Um, they're apparently, um, they were referred to as sand troopers on the set, but they're not sand troopers. They're actually scarab troopers. And once again, that would be uh, making Star Wars with that information. And uh, you, that helmet you actually saw, if you follow one of the, the new actors, I can't remember if it was Donnie Yen. I think it was Donnie Yen. He sent out an Instagram post yeah. months ago with three helmets. One was, I believe, an original trilogy Stormtrooper. One was the Death Squad Commander, the, bl- the new black Stormtrooper helmet. And then the other was this um, kind of tan Scarab Trooper helmet. Mm-hmm. Um, which quickly was taken down, but obviously once it's on the internet, it's there to stay. Right. Yeah. And, uh, so we've been seeing that for months, and here we get to finally see them in action. Then we see, I believe, is this Jai Wen? Jai Wang? I can't remember how. how Who's Jai Wang? Uh, this man who beats up the stormtrooper with a stick. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah and he yeah. looks blind in the um, the shot from the still we saw last summer of the mm-hmm. announcement of Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'd be an interesting character development. Uh, then you then saw the Shadow Stormtroopers I talked about, a rebel soldier blowing up a transport. And then you get to see um, one of the great shots of a, a looks like a downed X-Wing or a burning transport, a building surrounded by dead Stormtroopers. And you see Ben Mendelsohn's character, as yet unnamed, um, with his back well, and his flowing cape walking through this water. Is, this is what we saw in the uh, those uh, leaked photos. Yes. That's, yeah, from that's TMZ. What we saw. Yeah, from TMZ. We saw those, the beach, like the waterfront there with the palm trees. Yeah. And we saw like, it's almost like a D-Day type of a yeah, attack well, that happened. Right, and that, that led me to, I mean, once this went announced, and I was ecstatic, like I was super excited about The Force Awakens, the continue of the saga and whatnot, but I... I don't want to say I knew what we were going to get, but you know, you, you know the saga movies, that, how they're going to feel. When Rogue One was announced and the people involved on it, I freaked out because it's just the perfect combination mm. of the sci-fi fantasy aspect that I love and it being in the Star Wars universe combined with the real-life war action movies that mm. I love so much. And this movie to me is a combination of Saving Private Ryan, Ocean's Eleven, mm-hmm. The Dirty Dozen, and The Great Escape. Like, it's just, I mean, and a lot of people from Black Hawk Down are working on the project, and Black Hawk Down is one of my top ten movies of all time. So the people involved in this just got my interest peaked so high so early. Because I heard a lot of people saying after they watched the trailer, now they're excited for it. I was already there, and this Mm -hmm. trailer just put me over the top. And I cannot wait till December, just like last year at this time when Celebration was happening in Anaheim and all the Force Awakens stuff was coming out. I, uh... I got super excited, and now after this Rogue One trailer debuted, 
Oh man, I just I am so so excited. Everything for this movie. in this trailer like looks total Star Wars. It does definitely looks like a very serious Star Wars, like a very dark and but serious I, I Star think, Wars. I, I think that was the intent. That was the intent, and but I just hope that it's not too dark that it's not star wars does that make sense like yeah i understand tone is everything like yeah. i i you know that that's actually my biggest curiosity about this movie is that there's never been a non saga i guess is that what they're calling the ones with the episode numbers yeah. or what are they with, there's never been a non saga live action film that you know what i mean like we, we this is uncharted territory here we've had like the clone wars movie and stuff but that was animated well ewok's uh, caravan of courage don't forget uh the, okay all right uh, is that <laughs> that's that's <laughs> not canon uh, that's not yeah it's not canon so um but but you know what i mean like so i didn't know are they gonna make it feel like a, a star wars movie like look right down to the nuts and bolts like same sort of musical motifs. Obviously, they're weaving that stuff well, in. Um, are, is it gonna? Are they gonna have the same wipes and fades? And like, what are the what are the mechanics of the movie gonna be like? Because they can do anything they want, really. They could set a new tone for what an anthology movie is supposed to feel like. I, um, yeah, I, I think so for me, that's my biggest curiosity. I think they're gonna start pushing the envelope a little bit while still staying true to the look and feel. Um, and what's expected of them. I And I have the utmost faith, faith in Disney before The Force Awakens came out. Once TFA came out, it just reaffirmed my commitment or what I think is their commitment to doing this right. Not just doing it to, to make money. Because if they do it right, they're going to make a ton of money. And mm -hmm. I think they understand mm -hmm. that, mm -hmm. which I don't think is what Sony understood with Ghostbusters. Right. Um, but I think Disney understands what they have. And I think the people in charge at Lucasfilm, Kathleen Kennedy, she gets it. Mm -hmm. Oh, my And gosh, I think... Yes. Um, Iger is letting Lucasfilm just do their job, do their job yes. which is why they spent $4.2 billion or whatever it was to get the rights to Star Wars and Indiana Jones. Um, so here we, we come now to a shot which uh, is, is quite interesting and one that I hadn't heard any reports on prior to and then definitely got people talking and that is the one of a shrouded figure walking into a room that looks like it'd be on the Death Star. Um, and there's something in the middle illuminated that resembles a back to tank, but the biggie mm. is that it's flanked by two imperial guards. Yes, two of emperors, yeah. emperors royal, royal guards. guards so which yeah, lead me to believe is this could not that it is, but I would love for this to be the emperor. Right? Is the emperor? Yeah. Re, you know, healing after 20 years after um, what Mace Windu did to him? Is he still getting in to make him, you know, healthier? Um, or is this just a high-ranking uh, official that um, the guards are protecting while he's regenerating, mm -hmm. if this is indeed a back-to-tank? But who's the shrouded figure? A lot Fine. of people say that they think it's Vader, but when have we ever seen Vader wear a hood? No, couldn't it be, yeah, the, no, could it be the Emperor walking towards the Vader? Well, right, and then other yeah. people say maybe it's the other way around. Maybe it's the Emperor walking Towards to Vader, Vader right. who but, is, is in the tank. And then that got people saying, well, one, are we going to see Ian McDermott? Is he going to make a surprise cameo uh, as the awesome. Emperor? There haven't been reports of that. That would be incredible. be incredible. Um, yeah. And the other thing is, if this is an unmasked Vader in the tank and you see the front, are they putting Hayden Christensen in there? Uh, that's true. Yeah, because mm. we've heard reports about him being involved 
with Star Wars in some capacity oh that he wouldn't confirm, but he also didn't deny. See, the, after Mon Mothma, and they, they brought Hayden Christensen back to do that, dude. You just linked the entire yeah. saga. I yeah, would totally just, buy yeah, into just, that. Yep. I would totally buy into that. Yep, like, that's the least. missing link. And, uh, you know, that's I, I actually like the idea. Now, I hadn't considered it. Uh, I, I, too, was trying to figure out what was going on with, with that particular uh, visual there. Uh, but I, I quite like the idea of the Emperor um, not but still being incapacitated, you know, from Mace Windu's attack, like, and, and Vader sort of struggling with having to do things on his own without necessarily the guidance of the Emperor right now. Um, because, you know, the Emperor, and then the next story might be the way that, you know, the Emperor wakes up and what he, what he, well, the course that he sets that takes us into the old trilogy. Yeah. Right. So um, then we get to my favorite visual of the entire trailer, and that is them apparently trying to leave the base that they just stole the plans because you actually see Felicity Jones, um, um, Jyn Erso, is carrying that same um, giant USB stick or whatever it is, the, the yeah. data thing, um, yeah. on the, this beach planet. This um, kind of looks like a, a Florida beach with palm trees and such. Um, but as they're leaving the base, they are running right at three... AT or excuse me, four AT-ATs, which when yep. I saw them, my jaw hit the floor and I probably let out an audible scream. Uh, this is at 7.47 in the morning at while I'm working at the sandwich shop <laughs> and I just completely stopped everything and turned on Good Morning America and I was like, don't talk to me, Star Wars. Don't talk to and me. then yeah. when the AT-ATs came on screen, I was just giddy. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty sweet. So um, that was an awesome shot and then we get a shot... Um, of Jin Erso turning around wearing an Imperial outfit, which it's is interesting. Either a gunner or a a pilot's outfit, and she is obvious. She did that old Episode Four thing where she pretended to go incognito. Oh, she went incognito there to somehow get into into the, the Empire's headquarters. Right. So right. I, I don't buy. Um, that she's gonna turn like a lot of people are saying. Well, maybe she goes on this mission and decides I want to join the Empire. I don't. I don't buy into that. I think this no, is just no. her in disguise trying to get the plans. Um, yeah. That would be kind of twist to the end though, because she says she rebels, so she could do this. And she's then, like a double agent. Yeah, kind of yeah. like bounty like, well, maybe that's maybe that's what the the end a uh, musical motif is, where you weave the two the, yeah. the the light side and the dark side themes together. Like together. maybe that ambiguity is important. So we have about um, three months, I think, until Celebration in London, and there I fully expect to see the second teaser. I think in around October oh, yeah. we'll get the actual full trailer. I think yeah. we'll get a like just like Force Awakens, just we like got Force two Awakens. teasers and one trailer. So I think um, in mid July we'll get the second teaser trailer at Celebration London, and I fully believe during that we'll see at some point whether it's during the whole thing or just at the end. You're gonna see the Vader mask, or just yeah. they'll focus on that breathing, because Vader is in yeah. this movie, yeah. like, oh, undoubtedly. Yeah. Oh yeah, no They've quest. had yeah, the no suits quest. replicated. They've had people out there testing to be able to wear it, because obviously, um, um, what's his name? David Prowse. David is Prowse not, is yeah. both not physically able to do it anymore, or uh, accepted at Lucasfilm <laughs> for uh, his comments in the past. Um, so some big dude's probably going to be wearing the suit, but Vader would be in this movie, and supposedly he could have a pretty huge role yeah, in this movie, kind of playing off of Ben Mendelsohn's character. Well, and we could actually finally see Vader be unleashed. Like, mm -hmm. some of the stuff that's been coming out saying is he is a brute in this, like, choking out people, right. just 
destroying people with the lightsaber. Well, it would be an interesting side of Vader that we haven't really gotten to see. We've heard about it, mm-hmm. but we've it's been alluded to, but we've never seen it on screen. What Lucasfilm mm-hmm. and what Disney has to realize, and they're probably well, what they are realizing, I think, in this case, is like they have to make use of the actors that can play these roles while they can. Yes, you know, somebody like Ian McDermott that could come in and play the Emperor. How many more years is he going to be able right. to do it? He's getting old. He he mm-hmm. he looks great. He yeah. sounds great as a, as a character still. When you see him uh, at conventions and stuff, he could still do it. And the great thing about that is a lot of prosthetics, right. so he could play that character. But he's but he's not getting any younger. Darth Vader, James Earl Jones. Yeah. You can't really have anybody except for James Earl Jones. I don't think at this point to play Darth Vader or do the voice of Darth Vader. So they have to do these characters or these movies with these stories with these characters that they have to, they have to make hay while the sun shines. You know what I mean? And they got to get James Earl Jones to just read a dictionary one day. <laughs> Yeah, just, and then, and, and that way, they have him saying every potential yeah. word that could be in yeah. a new Star Wars movie, <laughs> yeah. uh, and then they could just remix it just until the end of time. Everything, yeah, yeah. You, I, right, you jokingly right. bring up that, which I think is genius, by the way. Um, but let's move on to something else. Um, another character that is expected to maybe make a cameo is Grandma Tarkin. Oh, okay. The only was gonna problem go with that is. Peter Cushing's been dead for like twenty years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he's not going to be in it. So, well, no, here's is he the thing. not going to be in it? That's the thing, and that's uh, what I want to bring up. Rumors are that they want him to be in it, and you know, ethical things aside, they have the technology to do it. Mm-hmm. And if they can do it properly, I think they're going to do it. Yeah. But I think, what are your opinions on a completely digital digital representation of Peter Cushing's Grandma Tarkin? Here's what I think. I think they should do it. I think they should do it, but I don't think you should play a major role in the movie. I think it should just be like maybe like a hologram of some That's sort. That's what I was going to say. Of him yes. or something yeah. that is – or just a brief a brief, you know, role. I I don't – they've – did you guys ever watch the, like the – American movie music awards or something like that, where they brought they brought they, out Michael um, Jackson and they yeah, also in the yeah. past brought out um, Tupac. Okay, yeah, yeah. So they've had these characters that be people that they've been able to digitally replicate. Well, and you know, ILM and Lucasfilm have better technology than whatever's being used by the well, the, 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 the rappers. Well, yeah. So so they can they can they can do that. Uh, you know, I think they could do it i would be okay with them doing it but i don't i would not be okay with it if he was a major role and it was taking away from like people just staring at it at the yeah i like in yeah, a jar yeah, jar no. format like oh look, right. he's all yeah, digital yeah. wow look he's all digital you know and they have a guy that can do the voice really well in steven stanton yeah he's awesome so if they can do um, a remake digitally and i like brian's suggestion to have it be a hologram because then you kind of work around it's not flesh and bones you know it's already it's a digital representation of a digital it's already repre- distorted right mm-hmm. it's distorted so put them on a screen and put them on a hologram yeah let steven like stanton yeah. voice and and there you go you've got another guy in there so i think the now, best he would be younger though i mean the character grand moff tarkin would be slightly younger right i mean well no because it's literally like a week before the Death Star blows up, right? Really? Are well, we... you're stealing Death Star plans, and well, the rumors are that the movie is going to end with them giving the info to Leia, and that starts a new hope. Oh, well, so, okay. That was going to be know, my that was going to be my question. That, those that, are just the them. rumors, and maybe that's just like what people are hoping to see. I don't know if that's yeah. been you know confirmed at all. I'm not even sure making Star Wars has said anything about it, but I think people are thinking the end of this movie is going to be them transmitting the data to Leia, who can then put it in R two D two. Here's another character I would love to see in this, and who I'd love to see that plans being held to, or handed to rather, would be 
Bale, Bale Organa, Organa. Okay. who would Bale be old Organa. enough at this yeah. point I'm to gonna, play an older Bale Organa. I'm going to cut you off right here yeah. because I, my next question and the way to wrap this up before we get everyone's final thoughts is Vader pretty much confirmed to be in it. Right. Mon Mothma, Mon Mothma is, is definitely in it. In it. Yeah. yeah. Unless um, her yeah. scenes get We're, cut again. Look like background. You're yeah. going to see Dodonna. <laughs> Um, Hopefully, Dodonna. no one else has sure. been confirmed, but there are rumors such as um, Grand Moff Tarkin making an appearance. Hayden Christensen as Anakin. Hayden Christensen possibly coming to terms um, with the Star Wars and, and making an appearance again. But of the people that haven't been um, confirmed, alluded to, or mentioned, what other characters would you like to see that would make it feel like a Star Wars movie and tie it into? Um, the existing films. Now, you mentioned one that I think a lot of people have talked about mm. in Jimmy Smith's playing Bail Organa. Right, yes. Same actor. He'd be old enough now. The time has passed. He'd be old enough to play that character again. I think it would fit perfectly. I think they could hand... I don't want them to hand the plans to Leia because Carrie Fisher's not there anymore. Like, Carrie Fisher yeah. can't be that young anymore. I would love it for them to hand it those plans at the end to Bail Organa. Somebody that played the character. he'll say he'll get it to his yes. daughter. Yes, My daughter will take this, you know, take it to where it needs to be. Or you could even see him handed off to her from someone playing in the background. Like you don't see her face. Right, right. You see the buns. You yeah, see right. the white. And you just right. see her turn around and, and yeah. maybe board the Tantive. Right. Yeah, right. You could right. do it without seeing her face. Yeah. And, and maybe... Yeah. And, but I would like to see R2, though. I would like yeah. to see oh, R2 I'm, in that say, scene, too. You would yeah. have to see R2 and you would have to see 3PO. No. Wait. Well, how... Yeah. How perfect yeah, would it would be see to, see, to see Bail Organa... Yeah. Give it to his daughter. You see her back and turn, and she walks again on Tantive, and R2 and 3PO follow her up the... Oh, yep. oh my God. Yeah. And then it, 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 do, it, so does, the, it does the uh, circle yeah. zoom out, and it... Dun, 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 dun. And then yeah. you're just like, all right, put on a new hope. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That'd be so awesome. And, well, yep. and, and also, like, um, well, that's... I think R2 and 3PO, Brian, you mentioned those, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The other possibility that you could try to introduce in this would be some of the bounty hunters because you could see the empire trying to hire these bounty hunters to try to track down uh uh Jin or so like say like hey we need somebody that's really skilled yeah, at that it. is an aspect that has been rumored it was actually rumored on the flip side though saying that they thought that the guys other than Diego Luna working with Felicity Jones Jin Urso were bounty hunters Jai mm -hmm. Wang mm -hmm. um, okay Oh man, I'm gonna forget the other guy. The guy running with the red that is supposedly a munitions expert. I can't think of uh -huh. the character's name or the excuse me, the actor's name. Um, but it's thought that we know Felicity Jones is quasi rebel. We know Diego Luna is most definitely a rebel. Mm -hmm. um, the other guys we're not so sure about. Mm -hmm. uh, they could be for hire bounty hunters. Mm -hmm. I just mean like the bounty hunters we're used to, like right, Dengar, Bosk, IG88. I mean, there's going to be another Boba Fett movie, right? There's right. going to be a Boba Fett movie, right? So mm -hmm. I mean, it makes sense well, that maybe he'll make an appearance. And could this? Could they shoehorn this in and say, and Boba Fett shows up, and this is where the no disintegrations line comes from? Ah, uh, that's true. <laughs> I yeah. don't think that's yeah, going to happen, true. but you know, that's just something that they could, uh, you know, just another connection to uh, the existing yeah. uh, saga movies. Right, right, Ooh, right, I right. Like that. I like that. But at a point, you're going to get into overload and like too many cameos, too right. many appearances. Well, but I think the ones that right. we've laid out um, are definitely plausible. And I think if they're done correctly, mm -hmm. will just make everything flow so nicely. Yeah. A yak face would be good if we, if we could yeah. get a yak face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, How about a I blue like and that. a red snaggletooth? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 the other uh, only other one I could think of that would be – it would be really hard to do because he's not old enough. Would be Obi Wan. They somehow referenced it somehow, but I don't. That would be really stretching it because of first of all location, and mm -hmm. it would yeah. So I I don't know. 
I am holding out for at least one, if not three, Obi Wan Kenobi movies. Yeah, well, who who recently in an interview said I would I would love to do yeah. it. And again, uh, we talk about the timetable of actors. You give you give um, Ewan McGregor, you know, a few more years. This is the perfect time. Oh my gosh! If you give him a couple more years, just get a little bit older, he is going to well, be and, and awesome. That couple of years starts now because you know nothing's coming out before what twenty twenty. It would right. be the, when the next one, and that's rumored to be a Boba Fett film because we have 2016 is Rogue One 2017 is Episode 8 2018 is Han Solo 29 is Episode 9 2019 2019, and 2020 is possibly Boba Fett which means if they take a few years off in between trilogies because there's going to be 10, 11, 12 you you know that's coming but that's not not going to happen in 2021 they're going to leave a little bit of time to breathe and there's a chance and there's been rumors to this before that maybe once the saga film's over we could see two Star Wars spin-off films a year. Oh, I think that definitely. Which, because just look at the Marvel model, mm-hmm. and I don't. They know that sometimes that's apples and oranges. But mm-hmm. you get you you finish episode nine in twenty nineteen. You do Boba Fett in twenty twenty. In twenty twenty one, you could see two movies. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't? Why shouldn't the first one be Obi Wan? And I would love to see an Obi-Wan trilogy. And right. you said it. Ian McGregor's willing to do it. He's perfect age. And when I... And I've sent out a tweet about this. When I... When someone says to me, Obi-Wan, I don't mm-hmm. think about Guinness. Uh-huh. I think of Ewan McGregor. Yeah. Interesting. Because yeah. his performance in the, trilo- in the prequel trilogy, which for all the bad crap it gets and people hate on it... It's amazing. Like Ewan he, McGregor as Obi-Wan is one of my favorite yeah. characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he is great. In the Star Wars saga. And I just see him well, coming back reprising his role... Um, you know, and they can tell us a story of how uh, he met um, the girl that ends up being, uh, you know, the 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 mother to Ray. You know, because right. obviously yeah, Ray is going to be a, a descendant mm-hmm. of both Skywalker and Kenobi. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> we'll yeah, see. that's we'll a see. done deal. Yeah. Well, but anyway, I'm calling but, it now. I'm calling but, it now. Yeah. The, Tell you, um, Obi Wan. We know he he, he, he loves McGregor. Satine. Yeah, yeah. He could have loved someone else. That's true. You know, they have a daughter. The yeah. daughter marries Luke. They have, or not married, they just have a kid. Mm-hmm. I know space marriage isn't necessary. They have a kid, and uh, yeah. that kid oh, is uh, is Ray. It's yeah. right there, right there. It's simple. It's so straightforward. But, yeah, whatever, Joey. <laughs> anyway, anyway. We can speculate all the all you want. Uh, fine, he's yak faces. She's yak faces. Oh, so. come on. That would be going, sick. To go with Brian, awesome. like, that's the big reveal in episode episode nine. Like, now, now you're just being ridiculous. Yeah, okay. But but I think I think all the speculation is ridiculous until we find out the re- what the real truth is because I think every possible combination has been done. But anyway, to go not to not to beat a dead horse here with with the with the um with the with the Obi Wan Kenobi thing. But in that interview, he said. They asked, well, have you been approached about Ewan McGregor? He have wouldn't been comment on it. He said, well, I don't really know how to answer that. I don't know if I'm allowed to. Yeah, so, which means, yes, which they're means talking yes, to him. Yes, of course. So <laughs> yeah. I think it's going to happen. And I, I would love I to do, see and that I do, and I want to see it because that would just be, oh, man, that would be incredible. Because you think about it, it wouldn't come out probably before 2021. That's five years from now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's, what? how old is Ewan McGregor right now? He's got to be in his um, mid forties, right? I would say mid to late forties. So he'd be in his fifties. He'd be the perfect age because how Alec Guinness was, what, was supposed to be fifty nine. The character was supposed to be like fifty nine, wasn't he? Really? Uh well, because well, yeah, actor I think, was like in his sixties. Well, but I mean, Obi Wan, canon Obi Wan was mm. supposed to be, I believe, like fifty eight, fifty nine oh, okay. in A New Hope. Okay, because he was supposed to be in his late late thirties, forty, early forties okay. in Revenge of the Sith. Okay. 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 So then, be, that would be perfect timing for him to be that old. I mean, it'd be close, and they obviously could do do makeup and whatnot mm-hmm. too to make him look well, a little sure. bit older. Yeah. Um, because you know a lot of people take 
Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan from Revenge of the Sith and Alec Guinness Obi-Wan from A New Hope and say that must be the hardest 19 years anyone's ever gone through because yeah, 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 the, yeah. the age well, in those 19 see, years. It'd be good to see the in-between. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Although exactly. they do look a lot alike and they said that they actually put the faces like superimpose them on top of each other at one point and they actually have like the same bone structure and the same like distance between their eyes and their nose is like the same and like they, they did all this breakdown like how the the face the face structure of both obi-wan kenobi actors is like freakishly identical man when i sit down to do this radio show with justin and then shows like this with you kelly thinks i have too much time on my hands yeah. what does he think of people that do things like that yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> they superimpose yeah. these actors' faces over top of each other. Actors, and it's like, yeah. So, all right. Well, final thing here. What is your guys' overall thought on the Rogue One trailer and the movie itself coming out? Uh, what eight months from tomorrow, actually? Brian, wow. What do you think? Uh, I'm I'm stoked. I can't wait. Uh, the trailer bodes well for another great movie. Uh, like I said earlier, my, my, the biggest curiosity for me is just uh, what the tone of it's going to be like. It's it's uncharted territory. Uh, we've never, you know, there's an anthology film like this is, is new. So this is kind of just something, something could be totally brand new. And that's, what's most exciting, uh, to me about the whole thing. Uh, and I, and it's nice to see, um, non Skywalker star Wars films, if that makes sense, like to see, uh, the other parts of the universe that we don't normally see and to see that finally get built upon. Um, that I think those are the two big, uh, Two big things for me. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Brent, what do you think on Rogue One? Um, very, very uh, I am one of those people that is a lot more excited about it now that I've seen it, only because I wasn't, uh, now that I've seen the trailer, only because I didn't really know what to expect from this movie. I was a little scared in the fact that it was veering off to other things, like other non, as Brian put, non Skywalker things, right? Storyline, canon. But having seen it now, I am a lot more confident in the. The visuals that I see, and the references they're they're making to the original trilogy, and the characters, and even the characters that we see like Mon Mothma that they're pulling from, and the actors are pulling from the prequel trilogy, which I think they need to not pull from the original trilogy, just original trilogy. They need to pull from the entire seven films, six films, right? Yep. That preceded Episode Seven, like the so, guys on the Star Wars Underworld say, respect the mythology. Yeah, Let's get absolutely. Prequel trilogy, Clone and, Wars, and Rebels, it, get all those in the main saga and, in some way without overdoing it. Um, and, and I really and these anthology movies or Star Wars stories are perfect ways to do that. Yeah, and I really think Mon Moth. I hope Mon Mothma is that, and that character and that actor is just the beginning of that mm -hmm. of, of that kind of nod to those other things. So I have the same con slight concerns that you do, Brian. That I hope that it's not trying to be something that Star Wars isn't, which is like mm -hmm. which is like a like a straight up war movie. Like I I know, but I'm confident in the, in the storytellers. I think at Lucasfilm that we're not just gonna get you know, blood and guts and shooting and all this stuff, but we're going to have characters that we like and characters that we can hopefully, uh, old characters that we're going to reference plenty of them. It looks like, which is great, but also a whole, like a new handful of, of newer characters, which I think are, which is, I like both of those things about episode seven. I think it is going to be darker, grittier and more violent. It's not going to obviously go out of side of the PG 13 rating, which we saw the force awakens mm -hmm. get, but I think it'll be done with Star Wars in mind that it won't go too far. And I completely think that Disney Lucasfilm, Gareth Edwards and his mm -hmm. crew have it down perfectly that, and people have said this and we talked about at the beginning. I honestly think I may have enjoyed the rogue one trailer 
overall, mm-hmm. the, the Force Awakens ones got me so excited immediately. But mm-hmm. when I look at them as trailers, I think the Rogue One one was is a better trailer mm-hmm. and got me just as excited as the TFA ones did. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if I was rating that, it would be as nearly perfect as I can put it mm-hmm. um, for Rogue One. And the TFA ones were amazing as well. Oh, yeah. Um, so oh, yeah. that's that. So um, before we sign off here, Brian, uh, is there any... Um, Anything you want to direct anyone at? Um, any websites or anything else you do? Things you want people to read? Oh, yeah, sure. Well, in my other life, when I'm not talking about uh, Star Wars uh, and Ghostbusters, which is, uh, you know, not often, but... Throw turtles in there and that's ta- the entire day. Right? Oh, yeah, right, right, exactly. Uh, you can find me uh, online at semioticrobotic.net. Uh, also, uh, I write uh, as a staff writer at opensource.com, so you can check out my writing there. Uh, and I, I'm trying to maintain a blog, just kind of starting to get it off the ground, still experimenting with it. But you can check that out at uh, thenoisysignal.com. All right. And Brent, how about you? Is there anywhere you want to direct anyone? You got a nice little website. Yeah, I, think. I am an independent music professional, and my my website is tripleradamacue.com. I'm a percussionist by trade yeah why don't we just say let's google brent Barenshausen because trying to get people to spell triple ratamacue yeah, that's true. um is, is a little <laughs> bit difficult you know what you need to do real simple you need to go to google domains you need to buy like a three-letter domain and have it redirect to triple ratamacue.wix.net or well, actually it, it was it was a longer one because it was like I actually triple random Q percussion studios. There was triple random com slash Wix point. Like, like when you buy a Wix domain, not when you buy it, when you create a Wix, they domain, give you a free one. They give you a free one. Yeah. Well, dot Wix. Well, it. I had to purchase triple random Q because like that was, and it's only like for me, it's like, it's less than 20 bucks an entire year. Yeah. Well, the Google yeah. ones are $12 a year. Yeah, so, yeah. um, so yeah, triple random Q percussion studios, Brent Barrett's housing, independent music professional. Uh, if you're interested, especially, Obviously, in percussion, you want to look him up if you're in the uh, in the, the southeastern Pennsylvania region. Uh, you can contact him and get hooked up with some great private lessons. Uh, and or if you uh, just like to hit stuff. Yeah, well, yeah, or you just sure. Like to hit <laughs> that's why I, I send my daughter over there just to wail away on all the stuff that he has. <laughs> Which reminds me, we gotta get her over there. Oh, definitely. Uh, I think, and now I think Haley's at an age too that she would yeah. enjoy it as oh, well. Yeah. So, yes. Um, for those of you listening, uh, for me, check out all the stuff we have to offer on jmnjrradio.com. That'll get you links to the Joe Mason JRAF show, the Bulldog Hour, and now Tangents with Friends. We're always looking for, obviously, more listeners, and we're also always searching for more shows. So if anyone's interested in joining jmnjrradio.com, send us an email, and all that contact information is on the site. So, well, thank guys. Thanks for joining us. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks a lot. Uh, I'm glad, Brian, we could get the tech stuff worked out, that you could join us um, via via Skype from North Carolina. And uh, like I said, you know, no set schedule. Whenever we have time and we want to talk about something, we should hook up and and do this again. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, man. We should take another four months uh, (laughs) like we did last time between December and now. Right, yeah, it um, is almost four months. It's crazy. It's all good. This this was fun. and. Next time anything uh, major happens in the Ghostbusters Star Wars universes, we will we can sit down and uh, oh yeah, catch up. we could Pass easily do a weekly show, but with our schedules, that's never going to happen. Right. But if we could do this, <laughs> yeah. like I said, you know, five six times a year, every every two or three months would be really really cool and yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, that'd be great. And uh, so one of these times we're gonna we'll have to get Greg on. Um, we'll have to <laughs> extend an invitation to Justin Pat. Um, and, and anyone else we can think of, like I mentioned, trying to get on some of the uh, Star Wars podcast guys would be cool as well. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Yeah, for so, sure. Absolutely. Brian, thanks for joining us. Brent, thanks for co-hosting with me in the studio. Alrighty. Um, that wraps up the first episode of Tangent with Friends. We hope everyone enjoyed. And uh, I guess that's all for now. Let's uh, send it off here. Let's see. I need to come up with some good audio here. Got to consult my uh, music producer and uh, come up with something. <laughs> but for now, we're going to stick with Joe Mays and J-Rap Chef. So, so that's it for now. And may the force be with you. Thanks for listening to the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. Don't forget, you can download each episode of the show from the podcast section of the iTunes Store. We'll see you next time, and thanks again for listening.